Well, thank you very much, Helen, um, for that introduction. And um, hello, everybody. Uh, it's, it's a real pleasure to be here today. And it's, it's great uh, to see a number of, of friends. You know, um, despite how old I get, I still find myself getting incredibly nervous when I do these sorts of events. Um, I also need to say I usually move around a lot and wave my arms in the air quite a bit, but I have been very amiss today. As you see, I'm not dressed right to be able to wear one of those microphones. So I have to stand here. Um, so please forgive me for being a little bit formal. I'll, I'll, um, I'll try and compensate in other ways. So um, what I wanted uh, to share with you and, 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 and chew uh, with you, chew over with you, is I guess fundamentally about the purpose of, of higher education. Now, there are many purposes that, that, that higher education has, but one of those that, that I believe over time, over the last few years, um, certainly in uh, the con constituency that I work with in England, I think it has been lost and that is the purpose of universities in their regions. In some circumstances, the notion of a regional university is almost talked about as if it's somehow lesser than any other kind of institution. But I want to argue that any university has a responsibility and part of its purpose is about what it does in its local area. And the reason why I think this is at the heart of our purpose is that universities have always, wherever they are, focused on the needs of society. It's been interpreted in slightly different ways at different stages, but fundamentally, we have always educated people for work for society in some shape or form. And in the 21st century, I think there are major changes happening um, to our world and universities need to adapt and respond to those changes, both at a, a global, a national, and at a local level. So that means that higher education needs to change. Another key point for me um, is that if we're looking at um, our society, the idea of social mobility, or to put it another way, the movement between groups in society is a sign of equality and dynamism in the system. There is a particular problem in our part of the world, and in fact in many Western nations, in that social mobility, which was so much a feature of the 20th century, has stalled in the 21st century. And universities were a key part of that expansion of social mobility in the 20th century. And I know some colleagues have argued that universities can't do it all. Now, of course, that's true. Universities 
can't do it all because social mobility is ultimately about employment. And if you go through recessions, there is less employment um, uh, available for people. However, universities are the one major predictor of social mobility. They're almost like a prerequisite for social mobility. And if that is the case, it seems to me we have a real responsibility. Of course, there's a relationship, I think, between social inequality and social mobility. And as we've seen a massive increase in social inequality, partly because of the progressive taxation system which has been reduced in parts of the world, uh, such as um, the UK, um, we've seen massive increases in social inequality um, as a result of things like globalization. Actually, it becomes harder for people to become more socially upwardly mobile. Another point about the universities being involved in this is we've talked about uh, widening participation um, or uh, social equity plans or um, schemes to uh, get BME students into universities, depending on what the issues are in particular parts of the world. This has been something that institutions have focused on for quite some time. However, social mobility is not just about getting people into university, neither is it simply about getting them through university. It's about creating an environment in which they will be successful beyond university. So, what has been happening? One of the major things that I think, if you take a slightly longer view, is that you see in the UK what we talk about being uneven redevelopment. And if we look back to the 1970s and early 80s, where we saw the destruction of the industrialization that had made Britain so significant um, in, in the earlier part of the century, um, you saw a redevelopment of the UK with a focus more or less entirely on London and the southeast, with many areas of the country becoming forgotten. In the part of the world where I live, there are still people who, in ex-mining towns, have two or three generations where they have never had a job. So we, we live in this country with a, a market environment and a value for money agenda. And we are about to, within higher education in England, see an even further experiment in that territory. I think at this point, it is even more important that we build on the older values of higher education as an agent for social good. Yes, widening participation. Yes, thinking about student success. And I know quite a lot of the papers um, at this conference are looking at some of those issues. But we also need to think about higher education's role in social mobility. So this will be a picture of someone who will be familiar to many people in this room who had an enormous impact on my early career as an academic, 
and I know one or two other people in the room too. One of David Watson's um, uh, last real contributions, he was always talking about this uh, particular issue, but is a, is a book called The Engaged University. If you haven't read it, please do. I really recommend it. Um, it is a, a, a kind of a charter for the things that I'm talking about here. here. That universities need to be active in their communities on all fronts. Collaborate with other sectors, other agencies, and businesses for the advancement of a better society. And that is actually what the foundations of many universities were, but it has got lost. And I think the role of leadership in higher education, the role of people like myself, for example, is to re-establish that mission within our institutions today. So I want to say just a few things very, very quickly about how we are trying to do that as a case study in my own institution. We have defined ourselves as a community of scholars, staff and students together, one community, working responsibly as a positive catalyst for change within our communities. And why is this important? Well, for one thing, our part of the world is one of those classic left-behind areas where um, the kinds of employment that exist are often low-paid and the opportunities for people uh, to have aspiration. Generationally, people have worked in low-pay, um, low-skilled jobs. Um, I lead a, a campus university with a rural hinterland, a city that had been dying because it, it had lost its industrial base. And it has been a real cold spot in other words, very little higher education. So our strategy highlighted the need to work locally, to work with our communities, and to transfer the research that we did into a global environment. Of course, widening participation, but we've taken that very seriously and sponsored schools. Now, why have we done that? Um, because... Actually, if we don't do it, there could be all sorts of people who would do it who don't, aren't responsible about school education. Um, it was absolutely vital in this part of, of uh, the county where it is a, a, an environment where there are grammar schools and there was no sixth form for any kids who couldn't go to the grammar. So we introduced a sixth form. Inclusive growth, a concept that I really believe in, which takes the social into thinking about the economy. Looking at our students in the local area, thinking about the employment culture of the region, thinking about the skills that we as an institution could help develop by our work with our employers, thinking about the cultural atmosphere in the area. It's not just about jobs. It's about the aspiration that culture and the arts can provide and ensuring that our students were engaged in everything. That is what our campus looked like in 1995. It was railway sidings. And that was um, what is now our students' union. Uh, and that is our students' union today. It's the same building. 
That is uh, one of the highways uh, at the university, all that same area that I just showed you. So it is about a strategic approach to engagement, not just thinking about um, the widening participation people here, the learning and teaching people here, and the careers and unemployability people somewhere else. It's about seeing connections across the whole piece. We've worked with local employers to start new schools to ensure that we can keep graduates in the area. We've worked very, very hard around the cultural and social offer, and that includes working with our football team and working with our, our local um, cultural offer, developing arts in the area. So universities need to work beyond teaching and research. Our role in local communities, I hope you will see from what I've been talking about, is absolutely vital and is part of the mission of, of higher education. We are place shapers. There are very few place shapers left in England other than universities as key anchors, particularly in parts of the country uh, like my own. We should bring the world to our regions responsibly. By that I mean we should engage very carefully with our employers and encourage them to be responsible employers in their area, even if they are global players. University communities should value this wider engagement as part of being community members themselves. Thank you. <laughs>